Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Sight line up here. Nice. Is, isn't this a great spot? Yeah. All right, welcome back into 910 AM, the Superstation here on Car Radio with Henry Payne, auto critic for the Detroit News, broadcasting from the Woodward Dream Cruise up top of the hospitality tent. Here at M1 Concourse, M1 is uh, putting on the first inaugural Woodward Dream Show, which is pretty spectacular. I'm joined by Tom McDonald, an old uh, friend and and uh, member up here at M1, and we're watching a uh, pickup truck, pick pickup truck, uh, doing a uh, <laughs> doing a, 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 a burnout up here on Woodward, right across from you. I won't tell you what the uh, what the banners on that truck uh, read. And uh, got a bike coming by, doing a wheelie, all kinds of fun up here. You can have a little fun in Pontiac. The, the traffic isn't so bad up here as it is uh, down in Bir- Birmingham, down in, in Royal Oak. But uh, we're joined by Dan Markey, who's also a member up here at M1. And uh, Dan, I, I, I feel like this is becoming uh, more and more an epicenter of the show. With M1 Concourse up here, I think more and more people are coming to Pontiac. Yeah, I think if you, you go back in the years, it was really Royal Oak and Birmingham and kind of kind of 13 Mile and Woodward, you know, being the epicenter. And that's where we, we used to hang out in front of Pasquale's for years. And uh, and tr- truly, you got to think M1 Concourse has really drawn it up to Pontiac. So now you're running from Ferndale to Pontiac. And it's, uh, you could sit almost anywhere along that whole stretch and uh, see a lot of nice cars. Yeah. We're also uh, joined by Dave Sherman. Uh, who is uh, who's, who's the head of events up here at uh, at M1 Concourse? And uh, Dave, you got a couple uh, customers here, a couple members seem uh, perfectly happy with opening up their private club to the public to uh, ogle some cars. Yeah, thanks, Henry. It's um, it's been incredible, and actually, we've um, you know with Tom and and a lot of the garage owners, you know, have reached into the garage community to try to understand like what's important to them too to enjoy the show um you know i was a, a transplant from southern california but i was here for really the first kind of organized dream cruise weekend and uh the first time i saw it i was i, I couldn't believe it yeah, and i was here in may obviously before dream cruise started and um you know i was living at 11 in woodward and i'm watching all this drag racing and street racing going on and i immediately flew back home to southern california and brought back a uh Lingenfelter Corvette that I had that was a street racer. You know, in that first weekend, I went through an entire rear set of rear street racing slicks doing pole shots on 11 mile at Woodward. 
I'm like, oh my god, I've I've died and gone to heaven. <laughs> so, but the thing is, though, is that over the years, you know, Woodward has kind of become, you know, a little chaotic, and uh, so we reached into our garage community because we have, you know, 300 passionate garage owners that eat, sleep, and breathe automobiles. These guys all have octane running through their veins like I do, and who better to ask than these guys that are so committed to the hobby and the culture about what to do to make the Dream Cruise experience a little different. It really is a special place. I mean, you you guys have always been uh, welcoming uh, to me, not just uh, to do a program uh, like this up here uh, during your dream show show overlooking uh, Woodward, but also... uh, if I need to test cars, uh, push the envelope a little bit, it's great to have a racetrack right in the middle of the uh, metro area. Uh, 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 Tom and Dan, uh, I can't think of any other private club like this. Uh, whether it's a golf club, tennis club, or auto club, how opening you guys are to enthusiasts uh, across the spectrum. Well, I think one of the important things about M1 Concourse is that they have developed now a wonderful infrastructure we're the garage owners. We are beginning to know each other. Our families are getting to know each other. We do a number of social events that involve uh, the entire community. Uh, we invite the local community from Pontiac to come in and, and view, for example, uh, fireworks that M1 put, puts on. Uh, M1 does Cars and Coffee, which is free and open to the public, and we have somewhere in the neighborhood of 1500 cars coming here on a Saturday morning and again this is all because of the garage community the owners like Dan and myself have embraced this and we encourage M1 to to do those things and like we're doing here today the Woodward Dream Show which Dave and his team have put together uh, is an incredible show of the automobile culture and the best of the best that we find just going up and down Woodward Avenue. Dave, tell us a little bit about what we're seeing here today. What, 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 what is the program that you guys have put together and the number of cars and people that we have coming in and why? Yeah, sure. So um, one of the things we did is we, we, we actually did some homework on car shows. You know, we, we interviewed a lot of people. We attended shows. And we looked at uh, all those things that people like about shows and some of the things that, uh, frankly, they they don't care about. Uh, and we've all been to a lot of car shows, right? And they're typically focused on one thing. So you go to a concourse, and it's all about, you know, uh, and obviously they're, they're incredible shows, the concourses, and you see some incredible sheet metal throughout the years and how people have restored them. Um, but it's all focused on a static show. Or you can go to a uh, vintage race like at Elkhart Lake or Laguna Seca or even the historics down at Sebring. But for the most part, the vintage races, I mean, Henry, you know, you go to plenty of those, and it's just all about racing. Um, And then the other piece that we looked at is some of the finer things, right, like food, beverage, and spirits and the lifestyle and the culture. Um, So we looked at, you know, food and wine festivals as well. So when we put all that together up on the whiteboard and we're spitballing and we have a, a whole committee that's part of our advisory board, uh, we tried to take some of those elements from everything. So Friday morning, we started off with lapping the M1 circuit. And that put, you know, 50 car owners on our track from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. 
driving their cars. And we had a cross-section of everything out there. Everything from hot rods to a Ford F-150 Lightning <laughs> to um, a Lotus uh, uh, Turbos and uh, Hellcats and everything in between, right? And we just let people drive and enjoy their cars. And the big reason for that is that um, I love any kind of car show. But here at M1, as Tom and Dana said, is that you know we, we embrace this car culture in a different way. So we're, we're not into the trailer queens. You know, we like seeing our stuff in motion. So it was very important to us because we have our own track, and we're right here on Woodward Avenue, uh, and, and we're watching cars go by left and right. And there goes a blonde in a yellow Camaro convertible doing a whole shot on Woodward. Yeah, right? Like, yeah, we're going to put her in the show right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, her in. Yeah. <laughs> get, get her an extra drink ticket. Uh, but the reality is, is that we want to see our cars uh, and our, our love of them and put them in motion. Um, and then the other piece of it was we wanted to have a car show, but we wanted to do it in a different way. Um, so we got the politics out of it. We found a, a really cool online app. So when you go up to a car and you like it and you see it, there's a dash placard. And in the corner, there's a little QR code. You take your smartphone, you turn your camera on, you hold it over it, and it takes you to a microsite. And you, as a participant, vote for the car in that class. So we came up with 10 classes, you know, hot rods and customs and special interest, right? But the judging for the car show is all based on the people that bought a ticket or the car owners that came here to the event, not a committee of judges that, you know, thinks it should be this mark that is featured and that car needs to win. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, so can people come up here through the course of the day, folks who are out there listening on the road, can they come up here? It's a hundred dollar ticket it to is. get in. Can they just come up, uh, pay, come in? Enjoy Absolutely. The they can do one of two things. They can go to woodwarddreamshow.com and click on the link and buy a ticket in their car while they're driving here, and then they can pull up to the gate. Scan. We'll scan their QR code for their ticket, and they're in the show. Yeah, um, and there's still time. I mean, I, I know the uh, best in show awards are going to be at 3 p.m. today. That's right. There's still time that people come up here and. And, uh, and and come on in. And, Yesterday and alone, we sold 250 tickets right at the door. People in their cars wanting to buy a ticket and come on in. Yeah. Uh, or they can pull up right at uh, M1's uh, South Parking Lot Gate, uh, which is right at basically South Boulevard and Woodward Avenue. We set up a drive-through lane, and you pull in. You can buy a ticket right there. If you're in a halfway cool car, they're going to guide you right back to our Rapid Street Gate. And they're going to park you right on the track immediately, and you walk into the show and you're a part of it. And that includes, for the $100, though, your parking, your food, two big giant meals, unlimited water and soda. We want people to stay hydrated. Uh, and even four drinks. Yeah. Uh, we have our friends here from Maker's Mark and Tito's Vodka supporting the event. Um, and then the food and beverage has just been incredible. Our friends from Forte Bellinger brought everything in fresh. So they fired up the grills at 9.30 this morning, and everything is being made fresh to order right on the spot. So this That's is great. a great experience. That's great. So, yeah, it's all here for your uh, for your 100, 100 bucks. Uh, uh, Dan, I, I, I want to talk about an event that you were involved with uh, this week. Again, uh, it goes to the special nature of this place at M1. Uh, you opened up your uh, garage this week to the Michigan Tesla Car Owners uh, Club. And we had uh, down Woodward Avenue here the first ever Tesla 
uh, cruise. Tell, tell us about <clears throat> that. Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, three nights ago? So it's just an example of what you can do here at at M1, you know, with, with Dave's help or not, I mean, we just had... Uh, oh, I'll help, I'll help. <laughs> <laughs> well, that we had in our garage, and we had 40 Teslas there and one Mustang Mach-E, so, uh, you know, one other electric, and um, and probably about 60 people. And, and out of those 60 people, I would say 58 of them had never been to the M1 concourse, never been, you know, in the complex, half of them maybe not even heard about it, so... So it, it introduced it to a lot of people, and they're already all over me because I planted the seed about this where we need Dave's help. So next summer, new, the new event center, we're going to have the group out here again. It'll probably be, you know, 100 people at that event and then have the track for the day. So they can all run their Teslas kind of like uh, kind of like we did at Woodward, right, Henry? When we left, uh, we kind of... Uh, Ran them at the traffic light there at South Boulevard, and yeah. I, I came in third place on mine. So uh. <laughs> it'll be the quietest track session we've ever had here at M1. Yeah, it's, 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 it's certainly the quietest cruise ever. I yeah. jumped in. I've got a Tesla Model 3 Performance, and uh, we, we we went down the avenue. 40 cars, as you say, not quite the 400 that showed up for the Corvette <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. uh, cruise uh, the same same night. Um, but it goes to the variety that's here. Uh, you're not just a uh, Tesla owner. You're actually between Teslas. You're, you're, uh, you've got a Plaid on order. Uh, you, you own uh, muscle cars. You own yeah, tell us all. about your other cars, Dan. You've yeah. got some interesting cars in your garage. <clears throat> well, it's, it, really, as we speak right now, the garage is kind of empty, so it's embarrassing, right? Time to be an M1 owner and have an empty garage. But we have, uh, we have a Lotus that's in the show. Mm-hmm. You can uh, almost see it from our, our station perched up high here. And then... Uh, and then my wife has a 69 Trans Am that is, uh, you know, it tends to happen in uh, cars of that age. It's in the shop right now. So so not only is it not cruising Woodward, it's not even here to be able to drive it. So, Well, see, that's why you uh, can be a big proponent of uh, electric vehicles going forward. <laughs> fewer, fewer moving parts. We were talking before uh, about what type of cars were going to be collectible 20 years from now and you know the subject came up about electric vehicles or hybrid vehicles and wh- what do you think Dan that uh, will be a collectible vehicle for 20 well, years from now? Well I, I, I think you, you look at you know kind of quantity right um, so some of the really collectible cars now there just aren't that many maybe maybe produced initially or alive today you know so the low quantity cars and um i don't know a couple of them they're dealing with recalls right now trying to get the batteries uh you know perfected but you know if you're talking electric i think one you could say is the tesla roadster um yeah sure yeah the lotus based uh yeah yeah. that was the first electric car car i ever drove and it blew blew my mind and we had one of those in the tesla oh you did oh yeah that was the lead, and uh, and Dan was at the wheel, and and uh, you came in third in the drag race. That shows you how far the Tesla's come. The technology of the new ones, yeah, yeah, it wasn't even close, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and I didn't go over the speed limit either. I let off on the pedal. Well, and, but, and, and Dan, let me let me ask you about that because uh, you and I have followed uh, electrics for a long time. A lot of different brands are experimenting with electrics these days. I, I think one reason that we had a Tesla 
Cruz out here is because Tesla qualifies as an enthusiast car. I mean, people get excited about it. Ten years ago, we had a Chevy Volt mm. cruise down the same avenue. Um, you don't see that today. That was not an enthusiast's car. Yeah. The Tesla is. I think I think uh, Tesla is going gonna, is gonna to be a mainstay at this show going forward. Yeah, well, I mean, the Roadster, where they started out, was, was truly a sports car, right? a two-seater sports car. But uh, I think some of the uh, the models are putting out the performance. I mean, you have... you What, have, what is the, the plan? What is the output for that? Uh, I'm well, not horsepower. Well, I mean, you, when you look at it, it's a, it's a good-looking car, right? But it's a sedan. Yeah, Four, so four-door, yeah. you know, the dog and the kids are in the back seat. And... The car goes zero to sixty in one point nine nine seconds. I mean, it's there's only one car made today. It costs two and a half million dollars that runs faster than that. So, really? so I think it's you know kind of exciting for driving racing enthusiasts. What's coming with the electric revolution? I mean, I'm I'm all on board, as is Henry, but. The now, per- is there the performance a, is going to be? But incredible. is there a, a subculture <clears throat> that is taking these cars and modifying them? <clears throat> excuse me, further than w- <clears throat> when they come from the factory. I mean, uh, different suspensions and different wheels and tires, and you know, different sway bars, and so to make them even faster—not just straight line acceleration, yeah. but to be able to circumvent, uh, circumnavigate the uh, the track. They, they are, they are absolutely. They, you know, Tom, they're starting to do that. You start start hearing about it. I even people that I was um, talking to yesterday in the the tent here at, at M1 were talking about cars that uh, Porsches actually that they're converting. They're taking old Tesla batteries and putting them in this Porsche to convert it. You know, an older Porsche to an electric vehicle. So it's it's going both ways, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, the one thing that uh, a lot of those car builders and customizers are trying to figure out now is, um, you know, how, how to deal with the, the weight and the mass. Mm-hmm. You know, fortunately, with, you know, the new cars coming where the, the battery is literally built into the core of the chassis, you know, that lowers the center of gravity so much on the vehicle. It helps it tremendously for core dynamics and body motion control, but you're still talking about a lot of mass. You know, it's one thing to get them going. But you know you got to slow them down too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so there's a little give and take there in the balance. But um, you know you think about how long it took for us to get the level of performance it is right now with the internal combustion gas engine, uh, and and how right. how long it, we it took us to get to that point, right? And now you look at the level of performance from where we were with like an EV1 and a Tesla Roadster to a family sedan running zero to 60 in under two seconds. I mean, we're talking about years. I mean, that that's, you know, exponential, you know, growth and leaps forward in power and performance. Do you, do you ever, do you think Musk will ever come out with a hybrid? You think that no. Tesla will, you don't think no so? Way. Anyway. No, I won't have it. But I, I think, I think there's a, a, a challenge for them to race. I, I think that the big hole right now in electrification is that they is they they do not make good race cars. No, they're they heavy, don't. They're heavy. They're very limited in terms of range. I, I think that's a, a a place that he could maybe make a, a difference. He's got a lot of irons in the fire, 
But Formula E, uh, Mercedes just pulled out of Formula yeah. E. I see the manufacturers are seeing very real limitations with yeah. electric racing. Yeah, it was a it was a real problem with them for Formula E was that duration, um, you know, and range that the the cars have. I mean, oh, the, the big thing too is noise. Yeah, they had noise. They the the people wanted to hear a twelve <laughs> cylinder engine screaming at ten thousand yeah. RPM. Uh, and uh, they heard they heard a whir. You've got a good point there, Tom. I actually, when I went down to Motor Muster, I ended up using uh, Paul's uh, old Ferrari Dino. Not a powerful car, but I drove all the way down Telegraph Road and shifted gears through that gated shifter, and I got out of the car smelling like gas and oil, and there was nothing better. (laughs) So there's, there's definitely give and take there. I can't question the performance. It's all there. But I miss that, that that visceral experience sometimes. Well, I'm still wondering what my grandkids are going to get enthused about going forward with cars of the future. Well, let's uh, let's uh, let's pick up on that after the uh, break. We're going to hear from some of our sponsors here. And on the other side, uh, we'll, we'll we'll keep uh, Dan Markey in. I think Dave's got to move on to uh, judge the the, uh, the big show here. Uh, but we'll also be joined by Ken Lingenfelder. You're on 9:10 a.m. The Superstation, live from the Woodward Dream Show. Thanks, Henry. Are you a business builder looking for support to solve issues related to business strategy, e-commerce, operations and processes, marketing, or finance? If so, check out the TechTown Training Series and access free on-demand video workshops led by subject matter experts. TechTown Detroit is a nonprofit business support organization, and we want to help solve your hot-button business issues at your convenience. Sign up for our free on-demand training series at techtowndetroit.org slash training series. Again, that's techtowndetroit.org slash training series. Get a basic understanding of business management, marketing, operations, financing, legal, and so much more at TechTown Detroit. The TechTown Training Series is made possible with support from the Walters Family Foundation. 910 AM Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 200 spots for $500 with a must-air-within-30-day policy. That is only $2.50 per spot, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Romisha Williams now at 313-434-8291. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With WADL TV 38, we're offering a great special with 50 commercial ads for a great price. This offer is for a 30-day ad placement and can be renewed as often as you choose. Please contact Ronisha Williams for more information at 313-434-8291. That's 313-434-8291 or email at ron. E-S-H-A at WADLDetroit.com I heard on the news about that five-year-old who found his uncle's gun. The kid didn't know it was loaded. I heard on the news about that 14-year-old girl who was bullied online. For like a year, she couldn't take it anymore, so she got her dad's gun from his nightstand. I heard on the news about that guy who broke into someone's house, stole a gun from the hall closet. He accidentally shot his cousin in the head. She killed herself. And later, killed the owner of the store he was trying to rob. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. 
For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. You're on car radio with Henry Payne on the line with us. Cadillac Racing Program Manager, Laura Clouser. How are things looking down there at Daytona Raceway? We've got a little bit of everything. The NASCAR team, an XF1 driver, of course, IndyCar, and then the Insta crew that does really take the machine and show everybody what it's made of. Talking to Jim Morrison, who is the Jeep brand chief. I'm happy to report that Grand Cherokee has been still the market leader for five years. We held the highest loyalty. The best car radio program in all of radio. And you can only get it here on 910 AM Superstation. 910, the Superstation. Detroit's only African-American talk radio. Riding along in my automobile. My baby beside me at the wheel. I stole a kiss at the turn of a mile. My curiosity running wild. Playing the radio with no particular place to go. All right, welcome back on to Car Radio. You're on 910 AM Superstation. We are broadcasting live from M1 Concourse up in Pontiac, Michigan, right in the middle of the Woodward Dream Cruise. Great to have the Dream Cruise uh, back this year. I'm Henry Payne, Auto Commons for the Detroit News, uh, joined by Tom McDonald and Dan Markey, who are both members up here at M1. Fellow motorheads were enjoying the traffic uh, going by today. Uh, dune buggies, uh, pickup trucks, uh, Mustangs, Camaros, a little bit of everything as usual on this uh, wonderful, sunny Saturday Dream Cruise uh, day. Great to have you on the uh, broadcast. And uh, we're also joined by Ken Lingenfelder, good friend of the program. Ken is the president of Lingenfelder Engineering, and uh, he's out here somewhere. Ken, where are you? Actually, Henry, I'm on uh, Woodward Avenue today. I was at uh, M1 Concourse all day yesterday, and uh, had a blast out there. What a great venue for the Dream Show yesterday. We had so much fun. Yeah, it's, uh, this is this is really a great place and a great northern anchor to the show up here on on Woodward Avenue. We we have a great spot sitting up here on top of the of the hospitality truck. Uh, just looking at all these cars streaming by. Ken, tell us a little bit about what uh, happened last night. There was uh, quite a bit of activity up here at M1. You know, there really was, but uh, what was really fun is uh, we were invited, or I was invited to participate in a panel with uh, Wayne Carini and the Ring Brothers and um, the gentleman that uh, started all the Autorama shows, like Bob Larrabee. Um, We did an hour-long with muscle cars and fun cars and things like that, and uh, we had a great time. It was a wonderful experience all day. And I'll tell you, for the first first year event, yesterday was fabulous. I mean, M1 just hit it right out of the ballpark. Yeah, these guys uh, know how to put on a show. Dan, Tom, were you guys uh, up here last night with Ken Lingenfelder? Yeah, I was up all day. I got here at 7.30 yesterday morning, and then uh, at Starting from 8 o'clock till noontime, uh, we've had about 50 to 60 cars uh, on the track, and I drove my uh, Porsche Speedster around for probably 15 or 20 laps, which is the first time I've ever done that on this track. But uh, yesterday was great. There was uh, a wonderful turnout of people. Uh, Ken, you have a couple 
wonderful customer cars here I've seen as well. And uh, we always look forward to seeing your new uh, white Corvette. Uh, I want to know what's under the hood of that Corvette. It looks so nice in stock. Yeah, well, you know, the one, that's, the one that I brought out there uh, that was up uh, parked up by the stage, I mean, we have the Suntop Mule Car. I think it's up there again today. Yes, it is. Uh, it's a stage in the top there, and uh, that was kind of fun to bring out. You know, that's uh, Suntop Mule, actual Mule Car, first V8 Corvette, and uh, it was really kind of very, it was a good example of some of the conversation we were having. Um, I also had my white V8 that was parked at the back of that area. Uh, that car. Uh, you guys? Yes. Okay, I lost you there. But, um, so my white skate is there as well, and uh, and then um, and there's really we haven't made that's my daily driver, uh, but I do have uh, we have made some improvements. We found some horsepower uh, under the hood of the new C8 Corvette without uh, getting into the electronics, and uh, we you know it. Again, the electronics, they're all shut down. They're all closed up. And, and for good reason. I mean, they're trying to keep hackers out of that car, and I think that's really important. But, uh, you know, we've been doing, we've been finding horsepower in cars for years, and uh, we kind of backwards engineered it. And uh, between intake, uh, a special intake that we had performance design do for us, and uh, headers, exhaust, new throttle body, and we found about 60, 70 horsepower uh, to the add to the stock uh, C8 Corvette. So... Um, we're pretty excited about that. We were showing some of that off yesterday as well. Well, you have a wonderful reputation for only doing the best of the best, and your your cars show it, and uh, your museum out there in Brighton is just a wonderful example, too, of, of, of the type of, uh, of a gentleman you are and how you look at the auto industry and, and the heritage of the auto industry. Tell us well, what. Thank what, you. That's very nice. I appreciate you saying something. What do you do? What are you driving uh, today on the on Woodward? Right now. Well, I have a. I actually have uh, the Dream Giveaway car. We got involved with Dream Giveaway years ago, and it's a new C8 Corvette that has our latest. It's got the intake and the headers and the exhaust, and uh, uh, so that's what I drove in here from the collection today. But we have a whole display on Woodward here on Old Woodward uh, in a in a. Uh, and uh, as a result, uh, this is where we've had our display for Dream Cruise forever. And uh, so we've got some C8s. We've got uh, uh, Colorado, Chevy Colorado that we supercharged. We have a uh, new Blazer that we've supercharged. Uh, we've got a Cunningham commemorative C8 Corvette. Uh, you guys remember back in 62, uh, Le was was won by a... Uh, uh, a Corvette driven by Cunningham. Is that and Briggs so Cunningham? Commemorative. Pardon? Was that Briggs Cunningham? Yeah, Briggs. Yes, yes, yes exactly. And uh, so uh, there's Cunningham Motors has built a commemorative, designed to build a commemorative car to commemorate that, and, and we're actually building the 60 production cars that they'll sell. So we have that with us as well. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a great place to be, and that, that end of... Uh, Old Woodward is shut off, Ken, so people can just stroll over there and uh, check out all that good stuff. Uh, Dan Markey is here with us. Uh, Dan and I were, uh, were were going down Woodward Avenue on Wednesday night uh, at, at absolute stealth power in, in uh, Teslas. Um, How about Dan, that? Dan, yeah, Dan, Dan uh, and I are curious if you're 
Uh, if you see electrification, you've been doing a lot of supercharging and whatnot over the years at Lingenfelder. You guys seeing uh, potential to put electric batteries in? Uh, yes, and I'm, I can't say too much about this, but we're going to be showing something off at Motabella that I think will surprise everybody. Um, I just kind of, you'll have to stay tuned. How's that sound? <laughs> I like it. I think Dan's going to be here for Motorbella. Yeah. Well, Motorbella is uh, the next big show, Henry, that's going to be here uh, at M1 Concourse. And uh, that show will be in uh, mid-September, and then that will be followed by the American uh, Speed Festival, uh, which will start the last day of September. Yeah. All right, and I, I have to say that uh, the plans for both of those events sound really, really great. We're pretty excited to be doing this. We got kind of one thing after row: you know, Green Cruise, and Motabella, the speech, the speech show. Uh, there's a lot of great things happening at M1. Uh, Ken, uh, the, um, this show just feels so good this year. Uh, last year was an uncertain year, obviously, although it was wonderful to see thousands of people come out. Uh, from your vantage point, where you are down there in Birmingham, I mean, it seems like things are back to normal. You know, it does. The crowd is still real strong. Um, we've had lots of activity all day, and uh, it feels like the old days, believe me. Very good. Yeah, that's great. Well, uh, Ken, we're joined by a couple of your uh, buddies here. Uh, we got uh, Harold Sullivan uh, with Black Ghost. Uh, is oh, is here? Cool. No, he's the Silver S- Bullet. Silver. Oh, I'm sorry, Silver Silver Bullet. Silver Bullet. Yeah, yes. yeah. And and then uh, and then we got uh, Greg uh, Qualls. Yep, uh, that's me. Over here, the Black Ghost. Uh, and, and you're the Black Ghost guy. Okay, I got you. And um, and and you guys, uh, we got Ken Lingenfelder on uh, with us. Uh, Tom McDonald. Uh, a, a good friend of the uh, program, and he, he's uh, he's a member here. Uh, what are you guys uh, uh, showing up here? Well, I'll go first. Uh, hello, Ken. How are you? Um, good, great. Uh, my name is Harold good, good Sullivan, and I own the legendary Silver Bullet. Uh, I've owned it for now for almost 25 years. Uh, it's a 1967 Plymouth GTX, uh, powered by 426 Hemi, 600 horsepower. It started out as a Chrysler test mule back in the late 60s. Um, it uh, went to, they, Chrysler used to test high performance parts on it. And um, they would go out and they'd test it on the streets of Woodard Avenue and other, other secret places back then. And uh, then it ended up in the hands of Jimmy Addison who was not only a good mechanic, but he was a great driver. And that's where the legend started. He put fiberglass fenders on it, doors, hood, deck lid. He got it down to 3,200 pounds with a 600 horsepower Hemi. And the car would consistently do 1030s in a quarter of a mile uh, through four mufflers. Wow. And they used, they used uh, 68 Cadillac mufflers back then because they were the only mufflers they had a two and a half inch inlet and outlet. They also tested it without the mufflers and there was no difference in ET time. So one of the Chrysler engineers developed this exhaust system to try to keep it as quiet as possible so they can drive it on the street and drag race. That's a true dream cruise car. I mean, uh, we, were, we were out here a week ago. You had the 120 invitees out here on Woodward, drag racing and roadkill nights. That's sort of the idea is you make 
you make a, a, a mod car that you can drive to work every day, right? <laughs> <laughs> and actually, it's a true story. It was undefeated. <laughs> uh, great quality cool. got up here with a black ghost. Well, oh. let me ask a question, though, before you... Did you ever race this car? Great no. Car. Okay. <laughs> that could be that could be the next big race. It could be the future race, right? Exactly. <laughs> Somebody then has to be defeated. Um, yeah, we brought a, uh, a 1970 uh, Dodge Challenger uh, 426 Hemi RTSE uh, Special Edition. Uh, it's all black, gator grain roof um, car with a 410 rear axle, uh, four-speed. So... Yeah, it's pretty spectacular looking down there. Uh, Tom and I were cruising by it. Uh, what's the history of that car? The history of the car is that uh, my dad ordered it uh, brand new in 69, and uh, it's been in the family ever since. I think it's a great story. I read a little bit about your dad and his background and his military service and also as a member of, of, a, of the group in blue, a police oh. officer. <laughs> and uh, I'm just wondering, though, how can a cop go on Woodward Avenue and break the law in drag race? <laughs> I don't know. I guess times were a little different then. Um, but uh, I, Only guess, kidding, I, of I guess that's why, you know, they call him the ghost because uh, he couldn't let anybody know he was doing it, right? <laughs> so he'd come out and race and, and beach and then disappear. So the car has been in your family since day one? Yes. That's an incredible story in itself. Does you know, the, it is a great uh, story, guys. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Ken, this shows, again, the passion that people have for cars uh, as we're just sitting here on Woodward Avenue watching the world, the automotive world go by and to hear stories of, of the uh, Black Ghost and Ken to see all of your customer cars on, on, the, uh, on the street and to hear the stories of, of your race car and how you've had it for 25 years. I mean, that's what... America and cars are all about. Yeah, I have not missed one year of the Dream. Well, actually, I missed the first year of the Dream Cruise. Uh, and then uh, everybody told me, Harold, you missed a great show. <laughs> and when I heard that, I says, I'll never miss it again. I'll well, we hope you think that way about the Woodward Dream show here at M1. This is our first year. You didn't miss it. And hopefully you'll be back next year with your friends as well. Most certainly we will be. Uh, so have you guys both been coming to the Dream Cruise for a while? Yeah, obviously you've been here for 25 years. Yes. How about you, Greg? Well, for me, um, I just got the car out because um, the car sat in, in 1979 in the garage for 37 years. So I just pulled it out in 2016. So the, the Woolworth Dream Cruise thing is kind of new for me, you know, personally. I know my dad used to go. He used to visit the Dream Cruise all the time with his buddies. And he always taught, used to come out and look at the cars, but he never would take his car because yeah. it was sitting in the garage. But uh, he was very fond of cars. So. Yeah, yeah. Hey, have you guys uh, been up and down already this weekend, done a, done a lap? Last night I have been. Not yeah. in the Silver Bullet, though. What did you take <laughs> out? I took a 34 Plymouth. It has a 392 Hem in it. So I cruised around on that last night. That <laughs> oh, was a great do. cruiser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for me, it was in the 2021 Scat Pack, uh, 392. So well, that's what I was going to say. So you, so you got a 70, and you got a 2020. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so talk about the difference. I mean, uh, we all we all love the 2021s, <laughs> the Scat Packs, the Hellcats. Uh, it's an amazing brand today. Uh, compare the two cars. The two cars for me, since I've driven both of them, um, there is a difference between the two cars. The modern car is really nice. Um, it's smooth. 
It, uh, it rides really well. It tracks very well. It's, it's fast, um, and it has good acceleration. But the older car is just, for me, it's funner to drive because of the low-end power and the torque of it and the first, the first two gears. There's a lot more, um, I say, grunt. So it kind of does more pulling on you until you start getting to that third gear, and then it just kind of tapers off. Yeah. Where the other car is just, it's more of a, more gradual in the first and second gear, and then the third gear in fourth, fifth gear, it kind of like keeps going. It wants to accelerate. So I think it's just with the difference between the technology and the computers and you know all that stuff. But both cars are equally fun to drive. Yeah, Ken uh, Ken Lingenfelder on the line. Ken, uh, would you agree? Is it is the electronics have just uh, taken cars to a different level? We still have Ken. I think we may have lost him. I know his battery was running a little bit low there. Um, but but generally, what you guys are seeing, I, that, that's what I see. Uh, having tested cars for the last decade, the electronics are just taking things to a different level. Well, I I, I owned the Silver Bullet, the original one. I also built a Silver Bullet two. Okay, that I I drag race, mm-hmm. and I go about nine seconds and a quarter of a mile with it. And then I just recently bought a Demon. Okay, so I I bought it and it had a, had the color silver. So now it's the Silver Bullet three. And the difference between the Demon... Well, the Demon is a lot smaller car, though, isn't it? It is smaller, yeah. yes. It is. A lot smaller. But uh, the Demon, I'll be honest with you, is too fast for the streets. I mean, I, I drive it a little bit on it, but I can get myself in trouble. <laughs> That's what we call having a lead foot. That's right? why I leave it parked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, Harold and Greg, uh, great, great having you uh, drop by today. Not a bad view. Oh, this up is beautiful here. up here. Yeah. yeah, you see everything. Yeah, you got right. air conditioning up here. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Beautiful day, and we've had a little entertainment from the uh, cars coming by. Had a couple burnouts. Uh, great to see you guys. Thanks for bringing your cars to the first inaugural Woodward Dream show and I look forward to seeing more in the future. It's our pleasure. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having All right. We got uh, 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 got lots uh, more to get to here uh, on the uh, on the program. Uh, we got Terry Connolly uh, who's from the uh, Pontiac Museum and uh, he's going to put on a headset here and uh, jo- uh, uh, join us uh Terry, good to uh, good to have you on the program with us. Um, you run the Pontiac uh, Museum. I mean, we got a we got a rolling museum coming by us here today. Yeah, thanks for having me here. The Pontiac Transportation Museum is a new venture in in Pontiac. It's right downtown Pontiac, about four blocks west of Woodward, and uh, it's basically meant to celebrate a, a pretty grand legacy that this city has in wheeled transportation, which starts in carriages and continues into trucks and cars. Everybody knows the Pontiac brand, but Pontiac was way bigger than that in terms of what they contributed to the auto industry. Um, so so it's, this uh, museum is relatively new? Yeah, the museum's actually not open to the public yet, but if you're out there cruising and listening to this, take a right-hand turn on Pike Street, and it's open until 4 p.m. today, and you can see about 50 cars and trucks inside our building right now. Uh, we're in a funding state, so we, we got to get HVAC and all that stuff operational for next spring. Yeah, Tom, I mean, I love this about what's going on in Pontiac right now. I mean, it's not just M1 Concourse uh, that you and members have, have been so generous in opening to the public on weekends like this, but uh, but, but but you also got Terry's place uh, opening up. I got a buddy uh, who's a um, BMW guy who is right across the street here um, who has opened up his shop, uh, Dave Nichols. Yeah, Dave uh, uh, M1 Motorsports, yeah, I think yeah, it's I, called. I, yeah. I, I race cars with him, and, and he's relocated over here. 
from Orchard Lake. I mean, it feels like uh, uh, things are really happening here in Pontiac. Well, also tell us a little bit. I don't think the general public knows about all of the vehicles that were actually made in Pontiac and and what was made here on the site of M1, which uh, there's a little bit of heritage about that. Tell us a little bit about some of the lesser-known vehicles that were made in Pontiac. I would call M1 Concourse's site here a hallowed ground for automotive transportation. Um, It starts with the the Pontiac area got started in carriage building as early as 1845. And some of the biggest carriage builders, there's still a standard carriage building, which is just about a third of a mile up Woodward here. It still stands, and and we have one of their carriages that was built in 1905. Uh, Just north of where M1 Concourse is was the Pontiac Spring and Wagon Works. They were a big carriage builder. Uh, They built the first car in Pontiac in that building as well. But right here on this very site was the Rapid Truck Company. Rapid Truck Company started in 1902, ran until 1911. It was was the first successful commercial truck really in the world. And Pontiac was shipping commercial trucks to Europe starting in 1905. Like that rail line over there is is what took commercial trucks out of here to Europe. Um, It got so popular that Billy Durant, when he was buying up the whole industry in 1911, bought up uh, the Rapid Truck Company. And then... He headquartered GMC right on this site. This was the GMC homeroom for years, for probably 60 years. And it became the GM Truck West assembly plant. And then later... Was that, it called Truck and Coach back then? Was um, that? For part of it, the, they, they changed yeah. the name a number of times, yeah. but Truck and Coach, yes. And and built all types of trucks on this site. Um, and then later on, it became the GM Validation Center. Before then, it was repurposed here to M1 Concourse. Really hallowed ground, though. Yeah, it really is, and I, you know, Tom, I know the history of uh, of M1 uh, about how Brad Olashansky wanted, wanted to build a, a garage community here on M1. wasn't even thinking about a track, and uh, after the GM bankruptcy, uh, this property became available, and uh, he he came over and and is uh, so adding to that legacy. I mean, that's that's wonderful yeah. history. Yeah, there. and it's really, really good that this property is as you say, hollowed ground for Pontiac, but it will always stay as something, quote, automotive. Yeah. Well, I want to answer your question, too, about other brands. Everybody yeah, knows the Pontiac Yeah, tell us about the brand. Oakland and yeah. cars so, like that. So all these carriage manufacturers, you can imagine, about 1905, they were getting pretty nervous because they needed to get in the car business or they are going out of business. And so a, a guy named Ed Murphy had started Pontiac Buggy, big carriage builder right up at the north end of the loop here at Woodward. And... Uh, and he decided in 1907 he was going to create Oakland Motor Company. And Oakland became a very successful division of GM. Uh, Billy Durant, again, there's a common theme here. Billy Durant buys everything. Billy Durant bought Oakland Motor in 1909, and, um, and it became Oakland Motor Division of GM. Now, the Pontiac Division, a lot of people don't know this, but Alfred Sloan had this strategy in the early 20s where he was going to have a companion brand for each of the GM divisions. So a lot of people know about LaSalle was the companion brand for Cadillac. Well, the other successful companion brand was Pontiac. Oakland instituted Pontiac as the companion brand, and Oakland's selling about 40,000 cars a year. The Pontiac, the first year, sold 70,000 cars, so just a huge hit. But even beyond that, there's there's cars you probably never heard of. The Flanders Electric. He was kind of the Elon Musk of about 1911. Uh, built cars about a half a mile that direction. The Pontiac Chassis Company built rolling chassis. Uh, the Bodet Carriage Company built two and a half million Model T bodies, just about a, another half mile north of here. Uh, just a tremendous amount of stuff. And, and there's, we have the only two Olympians in the world. The Olympians were built about a half mile north of here as well. Wow. You, well, this uh, is a wonderful opportunity to uh, maintain that 
that uh, image of Pontiac and to help build the community. And, and certainly the museum is going to be a home run, uh, which will further make Pontiac a epicenter for automotive culture. Yeah, a lot of what we want to do with the museum, by the way, is, is also we got some altruistic goals that uh, Pontiac needs to, to re-energize its youth on STEM. And so we're going to be science, technology, engineering, math in the Pontiac schools. Pontiac needs to kind of steep up its local economy. We've already got conventions that want to come here and, and people stay overnight and spend money in hotels and restaurants. So that's a good thing for the city. How do, how do you see uh, the museum uh, as, as you guys uh, open up, raise money, open up? How do you see that integrating uh, with the Dream Cruise and Pontiac in general? Um, it, it, obviously, Dream Cruise is a big part of what we're all about. And, and we got a three-ring circus going on today between our own open house here at M1 Concourse. And then we've also got a, an automotive art exhibit going on at the PCAC in downtown Pontiac, which is by, free, by the way, oh. as well. Um, so I think every year it's going to be like that. This will just be a wonderful event for us every year. And, and I think the city, it, I mean, M1's been a great thing for the city, and it's bringing people that would never come to Pontiac in here, and it's, it's going to be wonderful. Yeah. No, I, I, I feel every time I come up here, and there's so much going on at M1 uh, this fall. Tom is uh, involved in this, whether it's the Dream Show this weekend, Roadkill Nights last weekend, uh, Motorbella coming up, uh, and ultimately the, the uh, Speed Festival. Uh, this 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 facility is is so high profile. It, it's got to lift all boats in Pontiac. Yeah. I would think. I think so too. I mean, and this legacy that I talk about in Pontiac is so strong, and the, a lot of the city's forgotten their legacy. It, it's kind of sad. I mean, I, I I hope one of the things we do in the museum is is get Pontiac youth to understand just what kind of a legacy they come from. In this well, this town. we've had this discussion uh, with Henry and our other guests about what these young people today what kind of cars will they be interested yeah. in as they get to your age and my age yeah. or as a collectible yeah, uh, collectible vehicle so yeah yeah, well, Ter- yeah sorry to interrupt you there terry we just want to get on a couple yeah. more guests here uh, at Thank the end you of the so show much. Yeah, yeah great great to Thank have you. you on great my to pleasure. see you and we, get, we got uh and we got uh, marvin wiegan uh joining us and uh, as well as well as uh murray Fath. Murray, nice to have you on the program. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, put that uh, mic uh, right next to the corner of your mouth there. We can hear you. There you go. There we go. Is that better? Yeah, that's great. You, you got a couple uh, hot rods down here in the paddock at the M1 Dream Show. Tell us about it. Well, we've put together, uh, I, I design cars, illustrate and render for builders and individuals like Marv across the country. And uh, we pulled together 11 vehicles, um, two of which, three, three of which I built and design and the rest were all uh, designs of mine so it's really cool to have them all together in one place right here on Woodward Avenue at the Dream Show it's been beautiful day great weather awesome people wonderful food I mean doesn't get any better <laughs> and I want to introduce you to to uh, Marvin Wiegand here who I met yesterday and I know you've already seen his car he has the bright pink T-Bird that he and his wife have been driving up and down. Tom, you... you, you I just saw him not too long it. ago. Every, lucky for you guys. Everybody's <laughs> seen this car. You, you, you can see it from space. No, I, I love the beautiful pink Thunderbird, and your wife has a beautiful pink baseball hat on, and she, I didn't even, I didn't even look at you. I looked at your <laughs> lovely wife. And your beautiful car. That's a, is that a 55 or a 56? 55. 55. Well, and, and, and Marvin, it's got a great uh, story. All you guys have great stories about your cars. Uh, tell about the origin of that uh, T-Bird. Well, 
I bought it in Ohio, but it had came back from El Salvador. Somebody was owed money when the rebels got into El Salvador. They, <laughs> he was preparing he was going to get his money, so he brought the car back. So when I got it, it had bullet holes and stuff in it. <laughs> but they had cannibalized it of all out of the power stuff, so I bought another scrap car to make that one. Yeah. The Murray. real story here that I have here is Murray designed a Rambler wagon to make it look like a 55 Chevy station wagon. And that's here. And that does look like a Rambler, though. I was, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's my error, that Nash Rambler. It, it retains era. the Rambler, but it has yes. an essence that Rambler wasn't so svelte and right. cool and, and stylish. Well, I remember those cars back then, though, when I was a teenager. The seats fully reclined, and as you were had your best girlfriend around you, all of a sudden you could make those seats recline a little bit. This this one has the same feature and has the back seat that folds down flat. <laughs> had to keep that. So Except is that the first wraparound <laughs> sofa? Could be. Right? Yeah. <laughs> lay those back, match them yeah. up the rear seat, and go to the drive-in movies. Yeah, there, there's so much to see here. Uh, uh, it, it's, uh, it's overwhelming what's on the street, what's at the Dream Show here. Murray, you ever had a... Uh, have you ever gotten a car that had bullet holes in it, like uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> like Marvin here? My my current shop truck that's here has bullet holes on it, <laughs> and it's called Urban Decay or Rust. <laughs> <laughs> but but not genuine like that. I don't want to get that close to the action. So tell us your 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 kind of impressions of uh, M1 Concourse and the Woodward Dream Show here. This is the first time that they have put this show on and. Uh, there's probably a little bit of growing pains, but give us your... Well, I think it's a great blending, and, and it's a great feature for Woodward, because Woodward is, 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 can be so much chaos out there, right? You know, everybody's fighting there for their parking spot, and I have people that come from all over the country, never done Woodward, and they, I say, you got to come do it, and you got to come see if it's for you. And, and some come and say, oh my God, that was incredible. I'm going to be back every year, and they are. And then others come and say, oh, my goodness, you were right. That was just like chaos out there. It's too much for me. But this gives everybody, it's just what Woodward needs. It gives everybody a landing spot, a place to hang out, chill, get some good food, look at some great cars. And, of course, it's right here on Woodward Avenue where just last week we were drag racing with uh, Roadkill. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're so lucky to have such a facility like M1 Concourse and them willing to open their gates, invite us in as a bunch of hot rodders, you know, running up and down the street. Yeah. We, well, love, uh, we love all cultures, all cars, all type, kinds of cars. Uh, we have hot rods here in the garages at M1. We have sports cars. We've got collector vehicles. It's, it's just an incredible mixture of car culture. Yeah, and, and Marv here, he's a veteran of Woodward Dream Cruise. So uh, My wife and I have been out here for every year, except for one year when we went to Australia and missed it. But I like this. It's the first year I've been here, of course. But I've been part of Michigan Hot Rod for 50-some years, and they, kind of friends of mine, have secured parking at 13 in Woodward. So this is kind of nice, because I've got a leg that doesn't like driving that T-Bird too long. So I can come up here. Um, vegetate for a half hour, an hour, and then drive back or drive the Rambler back and 
alternate the cars back and forth, so it's a perfect resting spot between here and down the 13 yeah. mile. So, yeah, Marv, you so got bookends covered on both ends of Woodward. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to your point, yeah, I mean, Marv's living live that duality. He's, he's right in the middle of the scrum down there in Memorial <laughs> Park at Woodward 13. He comes up here and, uh, and recharges the batteries. Uh, but that, guys, uh, they got one thing they don't have here. They got shade trees down there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They got to work on time. that. Well, we'll get more that. umbrellas next year. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, gentlemen, thanks for joining us today. Uh, that's going to wrap our program. Great to have you here. Our pleasure. Uh, on Woodward uh, at M1 Dream Show. Tom, been a great show. Good to oh, have boy, you. Oh, boy, I'm telling you, Henry, this is uh, more exciting every year and be able to sit here high above Woodward Avenue and watching all these incredible cars go by and to see what people do and think about the autos i mean it's just unbelievable yeah it's all right we'll see you guys back here next week next year Our thank pleasure. you all right thanks that'll do it for us here on uh, car radio live from m1 concourse uh we will see you next week i'm henry payne of the detroit news keep the shiny side up for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With WADL TV 38, we're offering a great special with 50 commercial ads for a great price. This offer is for a 30-day ad placement and can be renewed as often as you choose. Please contact Ronisha Williams for more information at 313-434-8291. That's 313-434-8291 or email at ronesha at wadldetroit.com. So, you've decided to go to college. That's cool. So, pop quiz, which is a better way to earn your degree? Commute to college and fill your gas tank, get stuck in traffic, drive in bad weather, try to find a parking space, walk a half mile to class, or learn online at Independence University. In the park on a bench, on the beach on a towel, or on your couch with your kid, your campus is wherever you want it to be. You don't go to college. College goes to you. That's Independence. That's Independence University. You schedule classes around your schedule and all your supplies, including a brand-new laptop and tablet are included with tuition. At Independence U, you'll learn from professional instructors with real work experience. You'll get personal support in school and employment assistance when you graduate. Get your degree, but keep your life. That's Independence. That's Independence University. So if you're really smart, you call now. Call 1-800-556-7791. Independence U for an independent U. Call 1-800-556-7791. Are you getting the most out of your Medicare plan? Are you sure? Many people with Medicare are eligible for plans that include extra benefits in addition to those found in original Medicare. Benefits like dental, vision, and prescription drug coverage. Call now to see if you're eligible to enroll. The consultation is free with no obligation to enroll. In addition to hospital and medical coverage, at no extra cost, you could also get coverage for prescription drugs, dental, hearing, vision, and more. In many areas, plans with benefits are available with $0 copays for many services, $0 monthly premiums, or $0 deductibles.